Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. You know, I'm glad I can say that. I'm glad I don't have to stutter, stammer, hesitate, think twice. I'm glad I can tell you I've got the Word of God. Thank God for our King James Bible. It's a miracle, isn't it, that God has uh, preserved His Word, perfect and pure for us in our generation, in our language, and we can read the Bible. And it's just as quick and powerful as it was uh, thousands of years ago when God first inspired man by the Holy Ghost to write it down. And thank God for the Scripture. There's no book like the Bible. There's no book as holy. There's no book as high. There's no book as helpful as the Word of God. It's an eternal book. It's an inspired book. It's an impeccable book. It's an incorruptible book, and it's a book that is everlasting. Everything else might fall and fade, but not the Scripture. It stands fixed and settled forever up in heaven. Thank God for the Bible. I pray you love your Bible. I do. I hope you love it. I hope you want to read it. I hope you study it. I hope you devour it every day. Feed upon the Word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We need the milk. We need the meat. We need the Word of God. Line upon line, precept upon precept, the whole counsel of God. The written Word teaches us about the living Word. And the more we know about the living Word, the more we're going to love the written Word. The more we love the written Word, the more we'll love the living Word. And it just grows and grows and grows and abounds in grace and knowledge as we study the Bible. You can't beat it. There's no fast track to spirituality, and there is no get spiritual quick scheme that you can purchase and then go through the steps and become super spiritual. It just takes effort, work, failing, falling, getting back up, going forward, reading the Bible, praying, obeying God. It's just basic, but that basic building block of reading the Bible, praying, doing the will of God, it will grow you uh, into a spiritually mature person. I promise you it will. It just works, but it takes time. You've got to devote yourself to it. And this broadcast, I pray, is a help to you as you study the Word of God. Now, we are in Acts 23. We've been in this chapter now for three studies. This is the fourth. And if you've missed any of the prior ones, you can get all of that on our podcast. Our podcast is for you. That's why we do it. All it is, we take all the studies from the radio and then put them on the podcast so that if you miss us on the radio, you can hear us anytime you have time via the podcast. The podcast is totally free, and it's on every podcast platform. If you'll type in Striving for Revival, uh, you can become a follower of the podcast and get all of this content whenever you have the time to listen. And What I like about the podcast is sometimes when you hear me on the radio, you might be driving down the road or at work in a situation where you can't get out the Bible, follow along and take notes, whatever. But the podcast you can listen to when you have time, early in the morning, late in the evening, when you get a break at work, and then you can get your Bible out and follow along with me and see whether these things are so. And honestly, that is my desire. That's my heart that you would just uh, you glean from the Scripture. I just want to be a uh, help to you, but honestly, I'm not the authority. You're not the authority. The Word of God is the authority, and we need to study the Bible uh, on our own, and I'm glad we can also study it together. Now, here in Acts 23, Paul has been 
imprisoned. He was before a council of Pharisees, Sadducees, and Roman soldiers, and that council didn't uh, didn't come uh, didn't c- come together on a verdict because they were so divided over doctrine. The Sadducees and Pharisees began to fight like cats and dogs. The Pharisees believed the resurrection. The Sadducees denied the resurrection, and Paul brought it up and said, "That's why I'm here today because I preach the resurrection." So Paul's put in prison. But the Bible tells us that in the night, the Lord visited Paul. Isn't that a blessing that the Lord came to where Paul was? I'm glad he knew all about it. It wasn't any surprise to Jesus that Paul was in prison. He was there. And he said, be of good cheer, Paul. He said, hey, listen, everything's going to be all right. I'm still in control. He said, because the reason you're going through what you're going through here is ultimately I'm going to get you to Rome. He said, and as you've testified of me in Jerusalem, you're going to testify for me in Rome. And we talked about that last Bible study, how we can see the providence of God working out every circumstance, every stop along the journey for Paul to the ultimate good and glory of God. And that is, by the way, my purpose and the purpose of your life. Our purpose is to bring glory to God. And whether that be suffering, whether that be being destitute, whether that be success and abundant blessing, sometimes it's all of it. But whatever it is, God works all things together for good in the life of his children, and God will get the glory from it. And he tells Paul that. He said, don't worry, Paul. He said, you're going to go to Jerusalem and testify of me there. We talked about it last study. It told us that there were some 40 Jews that conspired together saying, we're not going to eat or drink till Paul's dead. They hated him so much that they were going to deny themselves food and water until they murdered the man. That's the insanity of jealousy, the insanity of envy, the, in- the insanity of bitterness. You will kill yourself if you don't get your bitterness taken care of. You're going to kill yourself if you don't deal with your envy and hatred. You've got to deal with it or it's going to kill you. And they say, we're not going to eat or drink till he's dead. We'll die of starvation or dehydration one, but we've got to kill that man. But in our text today, we find out that again, the devil's plot is thwarted. God is not going to let the devil win. Same in right there. God's will is going to be accomplished. And let's pick up our reading here in verse 16. Here's what it said. When Paul's sister's son, so this is Paul's nephew, heard of their lying in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. So Paul's nephew hears the news that this band of Jews have bound themselves by oath to not eat or drink till they murder Paul. Paul hears it. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, Bring this young man unto the chief captain, for he hath a certain thing to tell him. So he took him And brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me to bring this young man unto thee who hath, and let me turn my Bible page, who hath something to say unto thee. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, What is it that thou hast to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldst bring down Paul tomorrow into the council as though they would inquire somewhat of him more perfectly. But do not thou yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him of them more than forty men, which have bound themselves with an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now are they ready, looking for a promise from thee. So the chief captain then let the young man depart and charged him, See thou tell no man that thou hast shown these things to me. This is a kinsman of Paul. 
And Paul mentions that in Romans 16, 7, how he loved his kinsmen. This nephew of Paul hears this news, goes in and tells Paul, and now he's addressing the leadership of the Romans, uh, guards, the chief captain, so that this plan of these Jews that I mentioned can be dispelled and avoided. And the Bible tells us Paul's sister's son. It's amazing. His name is not even mentioned in the Scripture, but what a big impact he has on the history of the world. I mean, you think about it. This unnamed little boy, we don't know his name. We don't know, I mean, his occupation. We don't even know his age. We just know that he's a nephew of Paul. That's all we know. But had this boy not done what he did and not said what he said, it'd be a far different story. Let me encourage you and say this. You might feel like you're that kind of a player in the big scheme of things, that uh, you're small, um, unknown, not really doing much that gets any kind of name recognition. But can I say it's those unknown people that serve in the shadows, really, that create church history? Uh, yes, there's an a Paul, and yes, there's a Peter, and yes, there's a Stephen and others, but you think about all the unnamed Christians that influenced them and protected them that uh, provided for them, cooked meals for them, housed them, encouraged them, comforted them. And can I say that is what it's like the phrase, teamwork makes the dream work. Christianity, it's it's a team thing. It is not a solo effort. We pull together, we band together as the body of Christ, and every member of the body is important, whether it be a nephew of Paul or Paul himself. God used both right here to accomplish his will. And let me encourage you, you're making a difference no matter what your station is. It's a big deal to serve God, and thank you for all that you do. And I don't want you to get discouraged. You're unseen, unknown possibly, but making a difference. And thank God for that truth. And this boy makes a big difference uh, in this story. So during the conversation, the Lord said to Paul, as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, he said, you're going to bear witness of me as well uh, in Rome. So here it is. Now, uh, we're getting ready to move on in the text, and Paul is ultimately going to be sent to Rome. But you think about that. Paul's going to get the opportunity to preach. Paul has God's word on it. And I like that, how God's going to uphold his promise. Though these men joined together, 40 of them, to murder Paul. God already promised, the Lord had already promised, Paul, you're going to go to Rome. So it doesn't matter what they schemed or what they planned or what they decided in their heart. God's word, he had already promised Paul's going to Rome. And we have an example in the Scripture right here how that God always keeps his promises. Whether he has to use Paul's nephew or any other means, Paul's been let down by a basket through a window. Paul... God's going to get Paul through to Rome. He keeps his word. And God's going to keep his word in my life and yours as well. You can depend on his promise. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Join us next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.